of Pastor Henry Harbert and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to What's New. I'm Ed Peters. We move on today to verses 12 through 17 of Acts chapter 12. On our previous study, we saw an angel of the Lord deliver Peter from prison, probably the Tower of Antonia, located at the northwest corner of the temple, the barracks where Paul was later held. Luke tells us that after Peter and the angel left the prison, they walked together for about a block, and then the angel left him. Then Luke writes in verse 11, Peter finally realized what had happened. It's really true, he said to himself. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jews were hoping to do to me. Now we come to verses 12 through 17 and to the next thing that took place in this remarkable account of Peter's experience. He writes as follows, After a little thought, he went to the home of Mary, mother of John Mark, where many were gathered for a prayer meeting. He knocked at the door of the gate, and a girl named Rhoda came to open it. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that she ran back to tell everyone that Peter was standing outside in the street. They didn't believe her. You're out of your mind, they said. When she insisted, they decided it must be his angel. They must have killed him. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. When they finally went out and opened the door, their surprise knew no bounds. He motioned for them to quiet down and told them what had happened and how the Lord had brought him out of jail. Tell James and the others what happened, he said, and he left for safer quarters. Where is the soul's People couldn't believe their eyes. They just couldn't believe that their prayers have been answered. They are in the house arguing whether it is Peter or whether it is his spirit. 
It is interesting that while the church is praying for Peter to be delivered, he is delivered. But when it happens, they don't believe it. The early church, with all of its tremendous spiritual power, did not believe that their prayers had been answered, at least on this occasion. This should be a great comfort to us today. God hears and answers our prayers because he is a gracious God. Now, here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. The church in Jerusalem prayed when Peter was jailed by the king. One of their own, James, had just been beheaded. Would this happen to Peter too? They prayed earnestly. God intervened. He sent his angel and Peter escaped. He finds himself out on the streets of the city. Notice how Luke tells it. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were anticipating. When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Peter knocked at the outer entrance, and a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. You're out of your mind, they told her. When she kept insisting that it was so, they said, it must be his angel. But Peter kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Peter motioned for them to be quiet and described how the Lord had brought him out of prison. Tell James and the brothers about this, he said. And then he left for another place. So Peter makes his way to Mary's house. Mary was the mother of John Mark, the man who later traveled with Paul and who is known as the author of the second gospel. John is his Hebrew name and Mark his Roman name. Mary's was a large house and, perhaps because of its size, was one of the places where early Christians met for prayer and for worship and for fellowship. Perhaps this was the house where Peter regularly went. It was large since a large group was gathered here this night for prayer. It also had a forecourt or gate court, which was an area between the courtyard and the street door. The fact that Mary had a maid indicates some wealth and prestige. The story of Peter's arrival at the street door and Rhoda's reluctance to let him in is filled with humor and human interest. In her excitement, she fails to open the door at his request, but rushes in to tell those gathered there for prayer. They refuse to believe that their prayer has been answered, accusing the maid of being out of her mind. When she kept insisting, they concluded that it must be Peter's angel. What did the early church believe about angels? Evidently, they believed that each person had a guardian angel who was assigned to that person. This is not specifically taught in the Bible. That angels guard humans is clear, but they usually appear as a group. Here it would seem that these Christians believed that each saint had a guardian angel. One further fact about early beliefs regarding angels. There was the belief that the guardian angel identified himself with the person he was assigned to guard, to the extent that he would on occasion assume his appearance and his voice. 
So these prayers in Mary's house assumed that Peter's spirit counterpart had arrived. This angel had so identified with Peter that he looked like him and he sounded like him. Now this may have registered fear in the hearts of some, since it was also suggested that the moment a man dies, his guardian angel appears. If that were the case, then the prayers of these people had not been granted. Peter had been executed. So all kinds of thoughts must have raced through the minds of these prayers in the middle of that night. Well, finally, Peter is admitted. He is no ghost or angel. He assumes that Herod's soldiers will be combing the streets for him, so he quickly tells the group how he escaped, and then he leaves and goes underground. He evidently kept the whereabouts of his destination so secretive that to this day we don't know where he went. Not even Luke's sources knew. Perhaps Luke interviewed John Mark, or even the maid Rhoda. It is now reasonably certain that Peter did not at this time go to Rome. Well, before Peter leaves this prayer meeting, he asked them to inform James about what had happened. James, the brother of Jesus, would now become the recognized leader of the Jerusalem church. Evidently, James was well respected by the non-Christian Jews of Jerusalem. So the church was in good hands with James in leadership. James was a faithful attender of the synagogue prayer hours, so faithful that he was nicknamed Camel Knees because he spent so much time on his knees praying for the people of the city. Apparently, the people of the city, both Christians and non-Christians, respected him. When, after Festus died and the new ruler hadn't yet arrived, Ananias, the chief priest, quickly had James executed by stoning, the inhabitants of the city were distraught, and their agitation led to the high priest's being relieved of his office. It was said that some of the Jerusalem Jews, during and after the city's difficult times, blamed the high priest because James, having been killed, was no longer praying for the people. That there were some exaggerated traditions relating to James, his life and death cannot be denied. One thing we do know, he was a faithful Jewish believer in Jesus, and he died for his faith about A.D. 62. Peter wants this man James to know how he escaped from Herod's prison and why he was leaving Jerusalem and going underground. It's interesting that Peter should choose to flee. He had been given the assurance that he would reach well up in years before he would be taken home, so he knew that Herod would not be successful in having him executed at this time. He chooses, however, not to tempt fate, but to pursue the better part of wisdom and flee imminent danger. I'm sure Peter trusted the Lord. He knew he had a future, and he could face tomorrow, but he realized his personal responsibility in the matter of his own safety, too. God sent his son, they called him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. 
I can face tomorrow because he lives. All fear is gone because I know, I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he life's final war with pain and then as death gives way to victory I'll see the lights of glory and I'll know he reigns because he can face tomorrow because he lives all fear is gone because I know I know he holds the future and life is worth living just because he Life is worth a living just because he lives. What's New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.